0: Welcome to the Inspired to be Authentic podcast, a podcast where we converse with people who are living their most authentic lives. We get real with our guests and talk openly about how they live with courage to be themselves. We explore barriers they have overcome to be more authentic and aligned to themselves and their purpose. I am your host, Matt Lansedal. I am a transformative life coach, empathic healer, and spiritual teacher. I specialize in teaching people how to heal shame and trauma and embody their authentic self so they can enjoy more meaningful connections in their lives. My areas of expertise are working with highly sensitive people, empaths, and gay men to develop a stronger sense of self-worth. This is episode 38, and we are talking about discovering your life purpose. And I brought on an amazing guest today for you guys. Um, her name is Melly. So welcome, Melly. It's great to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so little bit of a backstory. So I ended up hiring Mellie to do some Akashic record and some psychic work with me and the results were mind blowing. So I'll I'll unpack a little bit of stuff maybe throughout the the episode, but that's how I met Mellie and um, she's doing amazing work. um, And I really wanted her on the podcast to come on, talk about an area that she really specializes in, which is helping people discover their life purpose. And I've been Coming up, uh, you know, with people in my own practice and just people in my day-to-day life of people letting me know that they're just really feeling lost right now. I think COVID had a big impact on people, and people are really unsure about what their, their life purpose is. A lot of people have been really governed by their ego um, when choosing professions around you know money, material, power, control these sorts of things that the ego really loves. And um, and I think COVID really put us into this more soul centric energy and people are really like wanting to connect with their soul purpose and what it is that they're, they're on this planet to fulfill. And I'm, when I was thinking this, I'm like, oh, Melly would be perfect to have this conversation with. So I'm really happy that you agreed to come on and, and unpack, um, some of these questions. So, um, Melly and I came up with some questions that we thought would be really useful to talk about. Um, so, Melly will talk a little bit about how she got into this work, and uh, and then we'll we'll talk about what are the akashic records, what are life plans, and how can we understand what ours are. Uh, what are the ten life missions that Melly works with, and how can our soul types help us navigate our life mission? How can aligning with our mission help us heal past life issues? And then lastly, how can someone start to align to their life purpose? So we're talking about some big stuff today. Well, I yeah. want to just honor that. <laughs> some big <laughs> concepts, but we'll, we'll try and get through as much of it as we can and, and um, provide the listener viewer with uh, some great content. So uh, before we begin, I want to just introduce uh, formally introduce Melly and what, what she does, and um, So she's a past life psychic and certified advanced Akashic records reader. Her specialty is helping people grow by reconnecting them with their soul's purpose and life missions. She believes that by remembering our past lives and seeing what our life plan is for our current incarnation, we can achieve our future selves highest potential. In addition to channeling spirit guides for people from all over the world in English and French, she offers coaching sessions to anyone who wishes to develop their psychic abilities you can find her on Instagram and YouTube at Melly Guidance, uh, where she gives collective readings and posts videos on how to get in touch with your intuition and your spirit team. And you're Canadian.
1: I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fellow <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're on the other side of the country. You're in Quebec and right. I'm in Alberta. Um, but yeah. it's amazing to have another Canadian on the show. So,
1: yeah. Welcome thank you thank you so we have lots to talk about
0: we do we do yeah, yeah. do you want to start with maybe just um, introducing yourself in ever in, in any way that you feel called to introduce yourself I I just formally introduced you but what what do you what would you like to share with the audience
1: well um, it, it's uh... I'm a normal person first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I grew up in an environment where um, people weren't especially religious, neither especially spiritual, Mm. Um, but um, they were very wary of anything, you know, psychic, people um, trying to take advantage of you um, with all that stuff. And and so um, I had an experience when I I was five years old, and a spirit came to me during the night and started to have a chat with me and I was super scared and the spirit let me the possibility to put a boundary and say no I don't want to have these experiences ever again and so what happened is that I put a a super super strong boundary that helped me um throughout my childhood and my teenage years and um And to my parents, like nothing of the sort ever happened. And I convinced myself that nothing ever happened. And so I closed myself to everything that was spirit world and spirituality up until my father died. And what happens when you have someone very close to you who dies is you have experiences. Of course, they, they come back and they give you signs and what happened for me is that um, once my father passed and he was on the other side he remembered everything about you know everything his life but also about me and he knew that i had this ability this talent for intuition and empathy and connecting with the spirit world and um to help me heal he led me on a path i was supposed to go and and visit um him at the graveyard and as i was walking it felt very very wrong And something in my head said, go to the bookstore and get Journey of Souls by Michael Newton.
0: Wow. (laughs) And
1: now I know that it was my father really guiding me. And it's a book that talks about, it's a hypnotherapist that would be just doing regular hypnotherapist stuff, um, regressing people into their childhood. And at some point, he realized that people were regressing onto... um, the, the great beyond what I call the astral plane, you know, in between lives, and they would regress to their past lives. And so that introduced me to that concept of, of spirit guides and having our life plans before we incarnate. And, and then I started to open up and I shut everything down (laughs) once again, you know, just wanting to be um, completely normal, being scared of having experiences. And for another 10 years, I was kind of um, completely blocking that. And then at 35 year old, I had um, a, a young daughter who would you know, had fits and tantrums, and I was uh, losing patience. I was super stressed, but to a point that I was, at some point, I just stopped seeing myself in the kitchen. I and I saw this monster that I was becoming, and I didn't want my daughter to, to have a mom that was like that. So I wanted to be, um, to have more patience, be calmer, be more zen, and mm-hmm. I started meditating. And then through that, I started reading. Um, Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. I I did ego work, mindfulness work. And then boom, I read the instruction by Ainsley McLeod, who was talking about spirit guides and how you can yourself contact your spirit guides. And I was like, hey, I really want to become a better person. And the best people to help me through that, are my spirit guides, my elevated spirit guides who know me since the inception mm-hmm. of my soul. And they remember everything that I've been through in past life and they, they know why I'm here and what I need to work on. So I want to contact them um, personally. So I started trying out, you know, you need to practice, 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 practice. I took on a mentor and um, started channeling for myself um, in just three months, I was channeling for myself, and then six months later, I was doing it for other people, and now it's um, it's part of what I do in life.
0: And I just want to really testify, you're the real deal, <laughs> okay, because I've I've experienced a lot of different um, metaphysical practitioners and yeah like you're the real deal for sure oh
1: thank you (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's pretty pretty amazing the experience that I had when I worked with you so um well thanks for sharing that story I have one little asterisk question before we go into Mm -hmm. our questions how have you dealt with maybe some of the the judgmental attitudes that are around this sort of you know um metaphysical world that we dabble in and and actually live in we don't just dabble in it we live in this world right Um, right because because you you use the word normal you just wanted to be normal so how do you deal with being different divergent we'll say um, in a world where everybody is trying to be normal and not stand out
1: well here's the thing Um, I'm not different I'm normal because we are all connected to that source and we are all psychic I just decided it was something I wanted to do and um like we're going to talk about our different soul types and, and our talents and life missions and I did the work and I had two readings with Ainsley McLeod when I wasn't channeling as much Um, And so I know that everything fits with my talents, soul types, life missions. So this is really for me, but anyone has this connection with the spiritual world um so I'm really confident in that mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have been before when I was telling you that I blocked everything and oh. I know it protected me um, because I'm working through a fear of rejection and, and betrayal so that would have been so so hard and and given I think my soul knew all the experiences I would have as a child and as a teenager, and it would have been hard to put that on top of it, to be viewed as as the woo-woo person who was talking to spirits and getting messages. But also you were talking about COVID and how it brought us to be more spiritual. Mm -hmm. And what happened for me during COVID is that I just stopped going on social media and became very aware on how that affected my energies and how Um, you know, you would start to have, um, you know, chats with people and arguments, just arguments Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are meaningless (laughs) with people that sometimes you don't even know. And I, I was suddenly very detached and, and was aware on how to protect my energies. And now I'm not having a problem to show up and show my face on social media. And, um, The people who don't like what I do, well, first of all, I ask my spirit guides only to bring people uh, with whom I'm going to vibe with and it works really well. But, um, you know, if something happens, I am just I I don't care. And if people are mean, I just block them because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm putting my limits there and and respect is important to me. So, yeah, Yeah. just be super confident in in your value and what you have um, to give to the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, I want to attest to um, everybody having these abilities, because for me, I was always a sensitive child, but I I, I shut it down. I had trauma in my childhood that um, really impacted me. And as I'm healing, I'm becoming more sensitive, more intuitive, more clairsentient. And Mm -hmm. it just tells us that when we start to peel back this conditioning that we've inherited from the system, and we start to connect to our soul and our intuition, and we start listening to, to those things, we all have that connection, right? Right. So we're not unique. And I I agree with you. We're (laughs) not different. We're not divergent. We are how we're meant to be. We're, We're actually just connected to ourselves in a different way. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, okay, so some of my listeners are probably going to have no clue what an Akashic record is. So let's start there. What are, what are the Akashic records?
1: Right. So um, I was talking about reincarnation and where we go when we die. And I mentioned the astral plane. So um, we reincarnate, I would say, between 120 and 150 times with the structure that I'm working with. Maybe people have heard other structures and, um, and that's good, um, but that is the structure that I'm giving myself. And so we have many, many uh, lifetimes. And in between, we go to the astral plane. And we look at the life lessons that we learn, what we want to learn on our next lives and the karmic lessons with whom and all of this. And then once we finish our reincarnation cycle, we go up to the causal plane and we start to train to become elevated spirit guides. So when we're on the astral plane in between lives, we are guides. Like I was saying that my father helped me. We're like trainee guides and Mm. we work on the uh, the easiest stuff with people that we know. And then once we're ready and we finished our lives on earth, we go to the causal plane. Um, And to me, the Akashic Records is the causal plane. It's the same place. It's a place that you go. It's a vibratory space that holds all the information about you since the inception of your soul so you can go there to um, talk with elevated spirit guides but maybe you don't want to chat with them and you just want to go there and I see it as a big library when I can say okay now I want to pick the book about what caused my fear of rejection what caused my fear of intimacy and so you go and and open the book and see what causes it is it a ancestral pattern? Is it a past life? Is it something that occurred in your childhood that you don't even remember of? And this is where you get all the information. And what I do in an Akashic reading is that I connect to the person and I open the person's Akashic records. And then I am able to um, get the big answers to the the big life questions, like what's my life's purpose is the classic one. And really, that is so important. That's what we want to know. And then I'm able to check, okay, well, who are you? What's your life mission? What is your personality? What are your soul types? What are you working with in this life? And what are the explanations of all your challenges and all your karmic lessons? And um, that's how I get to help my clients heal and um, and really go past fears and challenges.
0: Mm. Cool. Yeah, I was really affirming when I when I did the session with you that you. Were, told me I was I was I was living my life purpose I was already doing it and I was like oh that's amazing and I I knew that already I could feel it like I've been listening to my soul's calling pretty much my whole life so um (laughs) one question I do have okay so here I am in physical form and I'm living this life and I have all these memories and then let's say I pass and I go to the astral plane Mm -hmm do I bring that with me? And then do I bring those memories with me when I reincarnate into my next life? Or or is that all wiped out?
1: It is not wiped out. It's a super good question because, um, well, first to go back to what happens when you die, it's a place that I really, really like to go when I channel past life. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to see when we die, the soul comes out of the body that's the way I I see it comes Mm -hmm. out of the body but we are still very very linked to that person that we were in the 3d -hmm. so we'll still have emotions maybe we're looking at our body and people crying and like oh my god what's happening and oh no I'm so sometimes we're like so pissed because we died in a stupid way or we didn't get to do what we wanted to do or we are disappointed So there are all these feelings and and then we see the light and and we go up and and we meet loved ones and our main teacher guide. And and then it all comes back to us what the astral plane is and who we are as a soul. And we are much more detached, but we keep all these memories. And the thing is, for our soul, we're still on life number one. Mm -hmm. So that is why we are so affected by past life trauma, because we're still in life number one. And we need to, we oftentimes need many lifetimes to process big trauma. Hmm.
0: Yeah, interesting. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of more stored energetically, like it's not actual memories, because I don't really have memories of past life, or like, let's say if I was a a heterosexual woman in Mm -hmm. my last life, I'm not going to really have memories per se, or at least I haven't. Um, well
1: your soul has the memories
0: okay so it's not memories as far as cognitions like we uh, that we experience in the 3d these are more imprints energetic imprints on our soul that are experienced as memories by the soul is that correct
1: it is the thing is um we do remember a lot um like you as matt remembers way more than you can imagine Mm -hmm. so there are two things here. When we incarnate, we make a deal that we are going to forget um, most of what happened. Because if you've had 80 lifetimes, and I don't know, 20% of them, you died in battle, and you experienced rape, and all those really, really harsh experiences, we have beautiful lives too. But the harsh experiences, imagine remembering all these Imagine right now, just thinking about our childhood trauma, we don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Imagine remembering all these past lives. It's too much. But there is a lot that we remember. And many of my clients, I explain things to them about their past lives or when when they are on the astral plane with their um, soul family. And they're like, oh, my God, I dreamt of that. I remember of that. Oh, yeah, of course. I I got flashes of that. But people don't really acknowledge this because Mm -hmm. they think... Like it's too out there, too crazy, but we remember more than we think. And with past life regression and Akashic readings, we bring that to light. We bring to light only what we need to know at that moment.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that that clarifies what I was curious about. So, okay. Um, The next question we have is what are life plans and how Mm -hmm. can we understand what ours is?
1: Well, uh, life plans is the planning that we do when we are on the astral plane. So on the astral plane, first, when we get there, we see that kind of movie of our life. The way I see it and the way a lot of people explain it as well, I think we all get some visuals and images that are different Um, just to ease our soul. But a lot of people see it as they are in a movie theater, and they see the movie of their life, and they see everything that they've done and how it affected other people. Wow! And this is done with, like, there's a lot of love that it feels, even though you are going, oh, no, I wish I hadn't done that. (laughs) Like you have this sense of peace, and you're you're studying yourself. There's this fascination of, oh my God, I just finished this life. How did I do? And then you go and meet your teacher guide and then you go back to your soul family and you go to this kind of um, earth school where you, you study how you did and how you can balance karmic relationships, how you can move through fears, be a better person because it's all about going from me to we going from fear to love that whole reincarnation cycle the big big goal is to be anchored in love Mm. and so um this is what is going on on the astral plane and at some point we we went to um to this school this earth school and we are ready to reincarnate And we look at what would be the best option for us. Mm. So it's as if you are looking at a catalog of possibilities. Mm. And maybe you absolutely want to reincarnate with um, a child that you abandoned. Just to uh, bring more balance to the relationship and bring more healing. And of course, on Earth, we won't remember. Uh, we won't remember that we abandoned this child, the child will not remember they had been abandoned. So we decide, are we um, choosing parents that will abandon us or a situation where where we will be abandoned? Or are we coming in the same roles where I will be the parent, but I will be there 100% for that child and I will never separate from that child? Mm. Or maybe I will just work in organizations to help people who have dealt with abandonment and rejection. So it can take a lot of forms and it's never punishment. So karma is never punishment. So you look at what your best sets of parents would be. So that's the first thing. And then you look at um, other people, like uh, all the possible soulmates, Because we don't have just one soulmate, people. Sorry if you thought that there was just this one person for you. Um, It's different for everybody. Like we have a lot of romantic encounters. um, And we might choose just to be with one person for the rest of our life. And and that's fine. But the thing is, uh, we might find someone that um, we have a contract with as a soulmate but that person is really messed up, violent on drugs. And you are like, whoa, I don't want to go there. This is not good for me. So of course, you know that person, things didn't go as planned and that's not possible. So that's why you recalibrate and Spirit Guides help you put on your uh, way other uh, soulmates. And so that is your life plan. And you decide what will be your talents, what will be your um, personality, your soul types. And it's as if you, you really choose who you are going to be to make sure that you work on your life mission. So if I want to work in politics to make the world a better place, I am going to make sure that I have the, the leader in my soul types. Mm-hmm. Just to give you an example. So I work as a psychic. I am a spiritualist. I am a, a creator and a performer, or no, I think it's spiritualist performer creator. Um, so creator soul type gives me the sensitivity to connect with people. And then, uh, performer soul type, I am able to be in front of the camera and I love being um, with people and spiritualists will, you know, talks by itself, what it means <laughs> really a strong connection with the spirit world. So when you're just trying to figure out, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of answering all the questions right now. Yeah, Keep going, keep going. So um, it's really the way to see, am I on track? Am I aligned with my life purpose? Just look at who you are. What are your talents? Um, If you want to, if your soul wants you to be a healer and heal other people, you will choose a healer soul type with a talent for healing, but also a talent for empathy, a lot of time, a talent for intuition. Um, If you want to teach others how to heal, you will take a, a teacher soul type. Um, if you, I I said, if if you want to lead, so, um, actually, should we talk about all the different 10 soul types just so that people can try and figure out which one they are?
0: Totally. Is that the difference? Is that, is that the same as what are the 10 life missions?
1: No, it's different.
0: Okay. So yes, let's talk about them for sure. Yes. I, I remember you told me I'm a performer, a healer and
1: spiritualist,
0: spiritualist. I think, is that the three? Uh,
1: You had, we, we have that, we have a main soul type, then a secondary, primary influence and a secondary influence. And then we have others in the mix just to come and help us once in a while. For example, I have the thinker soul type to help me uh, analyze everything and learn all the time. I have a leader, uh, not a leader, a hunter soul type. So to give me more, uh, to be more dynamic. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, a few more, but um, cool. I forgot about them.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think healer was my primary one. Gentle healer. I think I remember you said.
1: Gentle healer came yeah. up in your session. That's yeah. what the guides were calling you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. so I'm going to name. There are 10 soul types and yeah. I didn't come up with them. It's um, Ainsley McLeod structure, or I should say, Ainsley McLeod's Spirit Guide structure. So Ainsley McLeod is a, I, I think we can say famous psychic. Um, he's Scottish living in the US and he has been um, on Oprah and Ellen. So is quite well known now. And um, he wrote this book with all the soul types, talents, missions, and it worked so well with me um, for me when I channel Spirit guides, that I just keep this structure And so for people who are listening and wondering what their soul types are, um, there are 10 soul types. We have performer, creator, thinker, educator, helper, healer, leader, hunter, spiritualist, and transformer. Mm. So these are the 10 soul types. So they have been um, set up when, way back when, when humans were created so people might wonder am I a hunter soul type I don't go hunting and why didn't Melly say she has the hunter soul type because when you look at me and how I'm (laughs) built you don't imagine me with (laughs) a a bow and arrow going to hunt bears in Quebec Um, so at the basis imagine the tribes Right. Imagine um, tribes, uh, native tribes, and so everyone was honoring their main soul type and the rest of the tribe was honoring each and everyone's soul type. There, there was respect all the way around. And the hunter soul type was a person who was going to hunt and bring back the food and was very, very physical. So today we have that with people who do physical jobs, maybe you're building houses or anything where you really feel like life is outside. That's your big, big feeling. Um, So, you know, uh, bring back to the idea of being uh, dynamic. And I think it's the only one that really needs a further um, explanation.
0: Yeah, like more blue collar people with, with the hunter are, exactly. would be more on the blue collar spectrum.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. And personally, because I have a lot of only old souls come and see me, and uh, I only see spiritualist soul types in the main soul types so far. I haven't seen someone with a main soul type that isn't spiritualist, Mm. because that's the preferred one for old souls. And what happens is that when you're an old soul, you're kind of tired of reincarnating, Mm -hmm. and you're losing that drive. And oftentimes, choosing the hunter soul type, like I did, is that strategy that we give ourselves to get the drive to get things done and not to be too discouraged by seeing what young souls are doing to the world
0: mm. yeah that makes sense makes yeah. a lot of sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, okay so how does how do those differ from the 10 life missions
1: right so your soul type is your personality and it helps you fulfill your life mission mm. okay And so it's always in set of 10. So the 10 life missions are change, love, exploration, examination, control, flow, connection, avoidance, healing, and reliance. And we have, I would say we mostly have four or five life missions, but the older your soul is, like you might have... The ten life missions. If you are a super old soul, you really want to work on everything, um, and and if everything goes right, you live long enough to maybe you have two, three different jobs or hobbies, and you get to fulfill your life missions.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious, how come they come in um, polarity, connection, mm-hmm. avoidance, like they? Ah. Yeah. What is that about? Because, and the reason why I'm asking is because I'm experiencing, and actually I shouldn't even say I am now experiencing it. My whole life I've been experiencing a crazy amount of duality and polarity. Do you know what I mean? Like in one moment I could desire connection in the next moment I could desire avoidance. It's been so stark for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious about that.
1: Great question. (laughs) The thing is, I would say Oh my God, I would say almost 90% of us have a mission of connection and avoidance at 50 50. Mm. Like we need both, especially uh, for old souls. Like we want that connection with other people because we want to help others. But we also need to find some alone time to connect with ourselves and connect with spirit. So um, a good example is you, what you do, like you hop online and you have sessions with your clients and it's very, very nourishing and it's very healing. It's a spiritual act what you do because you help others heal and they also help healing you. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they don't realize it but in the type of work that we do uh, it goes both ways so this is super important but to do the work that you do you need to find time to yourself in nature where you connect to mother earth where you ground yourself you need to meditate um, and connect to spirit and and through meditation you need to do some ego work and and make sure that um, you're working uh, with your ego in a very sound way. Uh, so most people get 50, 50, sometimes it's more like 40, 60, depending on their life missions and what they went through in a past life. Like if they had a past life that you really regretted that um, they couldn't connect with others, whether because it was um, because of a fear or because they were in prison for almost all their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, normally it's more 50, 50, just to find balance in our lives. Mm.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's interesting because that I'm experiencing that a lot. Um, one of the archetypes that I have is wounded healer and mm-hmm. that a lot of my healing capacities come from the wounds that I've healed within myself. And um, so I do fully believe that I learn and heal just as much from my clients as my clients do for me. And part of that is that when I work with a client and they come to me and they're at like, let's say a starting point. And over the, over a course of time, we get them to where they want to be. And they're now embodying this transform transformation. I benefit from that because I, the work I do is empathic healing. So I'm able to like basically tune into somebody's energetic and emotional world. And when I feel the transformation that they've made, it, I feel it for myself too. And then I, I can em- easily embody the transformation that just, they just made. So it's, it's really cool. I'm constantly exposed to transformation and, um, and people. So it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I love how you, how you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you find the same thing for yourself too? Like, do you tune into your clients in that way? Um,
1: Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's really funny because um, I'm getting messages from the spirit guides like i'm channeling someone's akashic records and i'm getting messages and i can feel their spirit guides and, and i always call in my spirit guides and their spirit guides at the beginning of the session my spirit guides are there to help me channel and their their spirit guides know them um bit much than mine yeah And so I can feel their spirit guides and then I can feel mine going like, this is for you too, what we're (laughs) saying. (laughs) So a lot of times it helps in that way, but also, um, Sometimes people ask me questions or uh, talk about certain subjects. And I'm like, oh, you're helping me here. I'm going to talk about that on my Instagram page. This is super interesting. Like this is going to help others too. And we're all super happy and high energy. So yeah, I can definitely feel how um, it's helping everyone there.
0: Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you feel like you've answered this question enough. So I'll, I'll ask it to you again. If there's anything that you felt that you want to answer more, you can. Uh, how can our soul types help us navigate our life mission?
1: Right. Um, what I like to do when I work with a client is getting, well, first getting their soul age. And we, we haven't talked about that. It's really interesting. Um, soul levels go from one to ten. Mm-hmm. And level one to five, you're kind of a newbie and you're learning how this life on earth works and you're learning everything about uh, community, accepting help, working with uh, others. And you're a young soul. One to five, you're a young soul. And six to 10, you're an old soul. Mm-hmm. And at every level, you are working on something different. Mm-hmm. And so first, I'm looking at their soul age. Most of the people I work with are between eight and ten, mm-hmm. but the vast majority is is somewhere um, at level nine. Yeah. And so, people level nine, you want to work on spirituality, self development, mm-hmm. being a better person, helping others in the world. Uh, level eight, there is a a strong. Um, need to, um, help make a change. Mm. Like you will see a lot of old souls manifesting for the, the planet, for people's rights. Um, level 10, it's all about a deep, deep sense of compassion. It's very similar to level nine, but it goes deeper in compassion and love. And so I look at that to see what they're working on at their level. And then afterwards I look at their soul type because, um, you can see it, and then I asked them what they do because you can see if they have the right job right now because oftentimes people want to know about their jobs. you can fulfill your life missions in other areas, but the, yeah. your job is, you know, we're working like eight hours a day, so it's super important. And for myself, when I did it at first, and I was with Ainsley was saying like your performer soul type is really, really sad. Because I used to work in my 20s. I used to work in Montreal's dance community. And I was getting, I was working in communication. So I wasn't a dancer, but I was with creative people. And I got to be creative. And sometimes I would uh, introduce a show and talk in front of people or talk in front of artists or groups, meetings. And so the performer type was, you know, allowed some place. And then in my 30s, I became a translator and proofreader. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't use that aspect of me that is super important. It's my primary influence there. Mm -hmm. And so Ainsley told me, your performer side is really, really sad. You need to work on it. And then I was working with the spirit guides. And at a certain point, they were like, Um, There is a strong correlation with your gut problems and you expressing yourself. And when you do things in front of the camera and you have fun, don't you notice that these days you don't have any gut problems? (laughs) I was like, oh my Mm. God. Yes. Mm. Um, So we can look at where you are in your soul age and then your soul types and see, well, is what you're doing right now aligned with your soul types? Because if not, your soul is really unhappy inside and you probably can feel it or you just feel very dissatisfied and you don't know why. Well, it's because you're not doing what your soul has planned and you certainly don't want to be disappointed where you get to the point, as I mentioned, when you die and you look at yourself and you look at your life, you don't want to say, oh, no, a life wasted. Yes. And then afterwards we look at the life missions and, and then we look at what the person is doing. Like if you have a strong mission of exploration and you never go on trips and never go outside your house, well, with COVID, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone with that mission of exploration, it's been hard, Mm -hmm. but it's really a way for you to learn a lot of life lessons to go out and explore. If, um, you're having a mission of change, but you're not doing anything to change. It doesn't have to be changing the world on, on a large scale. Sometimes it's really, really simple. and It's on a day-to-day basis, and it's with the people in your community, and it's your neighborhood. Some people think that they have to do these grand gestures, and need to be remembered to say oh I fulfill my life missions but there's someone on my street who's always helping the neighbors all the time like he's Mm. obviously a helper soul type but it's it it makes him really really happy because he's a helper soul type but also there's this mission uh, of change and and helping people uh with change and I can see that he's helping in that way. And it's on a smaller scale, but it's as satisfying for the soul.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I relate to that so much, because that's, that's mine, too. (laughs) I just get so much joy from helping and, uh... and
1: and cooking for a lot of people, cooking just is so much aligned with their life mission, a mission of love. And just when you love cooking and feeding the people around you and feeding your family every day mm-hmm. and seeing how they appreciate your food. Um, that's, that's big. So we yeah. need to remember all the little things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, I had a question that came up um, about the soul age. So mm-hmm. you told me I was level nine, 80%. So can I go from level nine to 10 in this life or does it correlate with another life? So in my next life, I will level up to level 10 or how does that work?
1: You don't know until you die and you go on the astral plane. You certainly cannot move up levels during your lifetime.
0: Okay. Not even percentages?
1: Percentages. um, No, the spirit guides say you cannot know for sure. Okay. Because tomorrow you might flip and go rob a bank (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then that's bad karma and um, it keeps you on the same percentage or or level for your next lifetime. But usually what I can ask the spirit guides is if things keep going the way they are right now will my client will move up a level and sometimes i don't even ask like they're super super happy for that person and for what he or she is doing and they're like yay congrats we can see you you know um graduating level 10 like you're probably going to be 20 percent into level 10 when you come back but they will never say for sure and Um, they, they don't really like me to ask that question. Like I I take it where, when it's them talking about it, Mm -hmm. because, um, they don't like us to be curious for curiosity's sake.
0: Okay. They will
1: only answer questions that will help you grow and evolve or an common answer that I get from them when they feel it's just out of curiosity is doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good to know.
1: That's good
0: to know. Um, Okay, so how can aligning with our mission help us heal past life issues? That's the next question.
1: Well, the thing is, the missions that we give ourselves and the soul types that we give ourselves—they're all there to help us heal from our wounds, as well as helping others. So it's that spiritual act that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So being aligned with your life mission just assures you that you are working on the right stuff. For me, I'm working on a big, big self uh, fear of self expression. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself the talent of your communication with the performer soul type. And what happens is sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, no, I'm going to have to talk on a podcast. Oh, no, I'm going I have to film myself. Oh no, people are going to see me. Like there's this less and less now, but there's this feeling like, oh my God, what? why am I putting myself through this? Mm-hmm. My soul wanted to make sure that with what I've gone through in my past lives, I would push myself to express myself with confidence and show up to heal that. I don't know if I will be able to heal it fully. Maybe it's going to take some more lives, but I'm working on it. So by honoring that performer soul type that I was talking about, I am making sure that I'm working through my fear and healing it. So Mm -hmm. the spirit guides oftentimes give exercises to my clients during a session. Um, But sometimes we don't need that many exercises, or it's just be ourselves and going through life. And because so many people don't go and ask for Akashic readings, or they are not spiritual, yet they are evolving as a soul. So we can trust the process, what happens when we are an older soul, and I would say between eight and level eight and level 10, we can feel that we are Nearing the end, and we want to check everything on our checklist. Okay, uh, fear of betrayal, fear of authority, check, check, check. Mm. Um, So, we're putting ourselves in very difficult situations, and we want to make sure that we work through that. So, we're going to, um, you know, life coaches like you, or going to psychics wanting to know more and make sure that we are on track Mm. working on the right stuff.
0: Yeah that makes so much sense. Would you mind reading the missions again to the audience one more time just so Yes. Yeah.
1: Mission of change, love, exploration, examination, control, flow, connection, avoidance, healing and reliance.
0: Wow. Yeah, yes. so much can be in all of those things, right? It really yeah. it really does embody everything. So
1: yeah. Um, and, and for people listening to this, um, if you like to have things on paper, if you are a thinker soul type, you can go on my Instagram page and on my profile, you can click on the guide icon. And I have an Akashic Records guide. And then you can click like 10 life missions, 10 soul types, um, uh, 10 levels, and it explains everything. And you can take screen captures as reminders.
0: Cool. Yeah. I love your Instagram, so it'll for sure be linked in the show notes for people. So, um, okay. So we got the big question now, uh, how can someone start to align to their life purpose?
1: Oh yeah. Life mission, life purpose. It is so close to mm-hmm. one and other. Um, honestly, I'm having a hard time to differentiate them. Um,
0: I see it as when the same work, thing.
1: Yeah. When I work with a spirit guide, it's more like life purpose is the one that is rooted in love and connection with people. And so it's always checking if everything that you do is rooted in love. Um, I feel like life purpose is bigger than we have many life missions, and life purpose is bigger, and um. It's a journey from fear to love. So just make sure that every reaction, every action you have is rooted in love. And then you're aligned with your soul's purpose. So it can be on a small scale or on a bigger scale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, for me, the more I've been connecting with myself and my soul, I, I'm, I get communicated to. And I'm also I'm also connected to my guides as well. And I get um, I get expansion when I'm when I'm on track, and I get constriction when I'm not. Um, and I, I just I think about um, when I was younger, like, let's say, like 18, kind of freshly out of high school, think, thinking about what do I want to do with my life. And what was governing me at that time was the people around me, and my ego, right? Mm-hmm. Can I make, uh, am I going to make this much money? And am I, are people going to, am I going to have status and power? Are people going to, you know, really admire what I do? And it was very other centric. And I think that's very much the ego. Uh, and then very, very much the soul for me is itself centric. It's like, what do I want to do? What's going to fill me up? And I would just say to somebody who's really like, kind of not sure about what their life purpose is, practice connecting to your body practice Mm -hmm. connecting to the wisdom of you and you know if you're if your parents are like I want you to be a lawyer or a dentist or a doctor and you're 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 making your life choices for somebody else I'd say that's a big red flag and really get clear about what it is that you want and what your soul's calling calling you towards and I'll second what you said like when you're rooted in love and your purpose is rooted in love you can't go wrong you'll know exactly what it is that you're being called to fulfill and mm-hmm. I, I just think that we we need to spend more time as a as as, as as the human race spend more time in stillness with ourselves and listening to what it is that our soul wants um, because I, I I just find in my experience that's been such a a huge thing. You know, my mind has always been governing me for so long. And when I slowed down and started listening to my body, which is where my soul is inhabited in my body and it speaks to me through my body. Um, that's when I started to really get clear about what, what, why I'm on this planet and what I'm here to do. Um, so that's, that's how I would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're really spot on. Claire's sentience, the feelings that you have the gut feeling that you have tells you if something is right or wrong, if it's aligned or not with you.
0: Yes. Yeah, very much so. And like I said, that started to come when I started to heal and and I healed through embodiment. I healed through connecting to my body. And then I realized I was very clairsentient and I was able to, you know, that's how my spirit guides communicate to me. I've never heard words. I've never seen sights really, except for maybe like numbers, but it's always feeling. I, I just mm-hmm. get I get expansion or I get constriction whenever it's a yes or a no or um so yeah and I'm not saying everybody's gonna be like that. Um but yeah. Yeah. hmm Is there anything else that you think is important to share? Uh
1: no, no, we covered a lot.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to give you some time to talk to the audience a bit about what you offer your services. Um, and yeah, let's maybe spend a few moments just talking a bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I am an Akashic reader and a channeling coach. So what I offer is mainly Akashic readings, I offer them either offline or uh, live on zoom with me. Um, because I work with people from all over the world so sometimes you know with time zones it's easier for them when it's recorded so there's this option and I also offer coaching sessions to people who want to develop their psychic gifts some people just want to develop them for themselves to go get the answers and and ask to see past lives I also have a lot of um, energy healers working with me who want to channel information while they do energy healings, Reiki sessions. Um, Some people started channeling for themselves, but they are doubting a lot. So they want to get more confident and get to a point where they can channel for others. Mm -hmm. And I also offer um, tarot and oracle card readings, quick check-ins for uh, people who had just have one quick question and they don't want to have the big Akashic reading and ask the big questions, but they're wondering um, if they're going to find that job that they want or their dream house. So I offer these three surfaces.
0: Mm, Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, everything is through your Instagram Mellie right now. Yeah, I'm getting a guidance. website
1: done now. Yeah. So this summer, I should have my website up. But if you go on my Instagram page, and on my bio, you click on the link, then it leads you to the uh, my Calendly page where you can book.
0: Yeah, perfect. And I'll, I'll include that all in the show notes and, and go from there. So
1: yeah.
0: Um, well, yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing this, uh, you, this beautiful wisdom with us. And uh, I hope people reach out to you and form the connections, because uh, I know that for me, it was just such a beautiful a beautiful connection with you. And I'm going to be coming back to you for another session here sometime in the next probably month. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, thanks to the audience for tuning in to episode 38, another episode. Um, This will also be posted on YouTube, and if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, feel free to leave questions or comments uh, below the video, and I'll make sure that if you have any questions for Melly, that uh, she'll have an opportunity to answer them. And uh, if you're listening on your favorite podcast network, please um, leave us a review, star rating. Uh, It's always appreciated um, to get this channel out to people who would enjoy it. So, Much love to everybody. Thanks again, Melly, and uh, have a beautiful day, everybody.
1: Thank you. Bye.